Welcome to Fandom Night, the show that beeps your communicator just to say hello. I'm your host, William Bush, known here at Reploid Productions as Reploid Bill. And tonight, I want to talk about something that we've already talked about before back when we had the other podcast. The other podcast was, of course, known as The Chairs, and I believe it's still connected to our feed at eBlogger. So if you care to watch some of the old episodes, especially the one that we're going to be talking about today. Now, we had a comic book discussion a while back. This is a long, long while back, like either the second or maybe even third. It was somewhere in the, the first four podcasts that we ever did way back when. And we discussed the comic books and why it's difficult for Kevin to get into comic books. His biggest problem with comics was that it was too difficult because he couldn't start at the beginning. He couldn't simply read at the start and then go forward and move in to the stuff that is presented today. And he likes to be able to be the kind of person that starts something and then can actually go all the way through and finish it. Well, there is a way to do this. One of our biggest arguments was that he was going to be unable to do something like that because comic books is too vast. And the chances that you can read every single story are just, it's almost an impossibility. But... If you are so inclined, it is possible in a way. I'm here to discuss the Marvel Essentials and DC Showcase. Why? Because the Essentials is basically a collection where, in Marvel Essentials, The Amazing Spider-Man, the very first book that we have, I actually have it right here, starts you on Amazing Fantasy 15, then does Spider-Man 1 through 15, then has the Spider-Man Annual, then goes from 16 to 20. Now that's a really good start, and it's not skipping anything, it even goes into the Annual and it goes into the other magazines. Now as for him showing up in other people's books, that's up for you to track down. But... Everything is presented to you right here. If you are the kind of person that absolutely has to read all the stuff from start to end, then this is exactly where to do it. And we also have to move on now to the DC Showcase. Now, DC Showcase is about the exact same thing. It starts on Detective Comics 359, then... It goes to something called, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Then it goes to Detective Comics 363, World's Finest 169, Detective Comics 369, Batman 197, Detective Comics 371, Justice League of America number 60. So as you can tell, this also jumps around a lot. It goes from one thing to another to another to another to another, but... What I'm looking at right here is the entire Batgirl collection as it slowly moves towards her having her own book. And at this time, of course, she didn't have her own book. And that's really what Showcase does well. Like, right here, I'm looking at 
the amazing world of Superman. And it says, together again, by popular demand, Superman and Batgirl. It doesn't say... It doesn't say exactly what issue this was. Which is a problem that I have with DC Comics in general, but I'm not going to... I'm not going to get into that right now. What I'm going to say is that for people that really do want to read the entire thing, the whole legacy, that really want to get into it and experience it from the beginning to the end, this is where you do that. Now, is this perfect? No, I have my issues with this as well. One, and let's, let's do a pros and cons list. One, pro. You get to actually read all of the story. From start to finish. So, this is... The Amazing Spider-Man is two side issues plus 20 regular issues. That's pretty good. That's 22 comic books in a single book. Con. It is in black and white. There is no color. But, if I'm to make this into a pro, in a way, it helps because it's less distracting. You can see all the artwork perfectly. You can see exactly what it was before it was colored. Now this isn't always a great thing. Sometimes color is part of the experience. So this also is a con, but I kind of tie this because sometimes, especially when you talk comic books, color can be a ruiner. Let's talk about some of the comic books that have come out that are colored like animes. To me, that is not comic book coloring. It doesn't look right to me. So, when you color something like an anime, it becomes more something like an anime picture book, and it loses some of that comic book feeling. Now, that's just to me. It might not be exactly what you, you think, but also, the DC Showcase is the exact same thing. It is in black and white. However, it's over 500 pages per book, which is probably the same idea, about 22 issues, especially since when I look at them, they're about the exact same size. In fact, to random, uh, let's see, I'm on page 527 in the Batgirl. This is great because, like I said, it allows us to go back and then gain a better understanding of those characters. And then we can actually move forward across their entire line. Now, from what I understand, Essential is not done. And I don't think it's caught up with the original storyline. I think they release these books quite often. And if you are looking to do... If you're looking to have all of Spider-Man... This is a decent way to do it. Now, we also kind of get into a debate here. Some people are absolutely stuck on buying single issues, having them in color, and storing them, having them. I'm a collector, and even though I like having the single issues, it is cheaper and better for me to actually buy books like Essential. <clears throat> even, though I, even though I prize myself as being a collector, I have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of comics, and most all of them are single issues. And for a long time, I was against buying these 
type of books, these graphic novels, if you will. But my attitude has changed. See, I consider myself a collector, but I also consider myself, as I said before, a knight of the fandom. And in order to support the fandom, it is in my interest, both because I want to, and because, in a way, I need to be very versed in the story in general. Now, I could go on Wikipedia or, or Marvel.com or something and read a biography. I could easily do that, but I could just simply read it for myself. Now, I've read about five of the Amazing Spider-Man Essentials, so I have a big chunk of knowledge from the beginning of his legacy in general. And I get to watch artists come, and I get to watch artists go, and I get to watch how different people have told different stories, and how you can witness some of the collaboration where sometimes when Stan Lee is working with specific people, he tells a much, much more enjoyable tale than when he works with some other people. During this time, I believe he called this the bullpen or something like that. And he also had a lot of little things at the start. He would say, like costume heroes, confidentiality, we, the comic mag business, refer to them as long underwear characters. And as you know, they're a dime a dozen. But we think you may find our Spider-Man just a bit different. Little things like that were at the start of each one of these old comics, and I have to say, if we're going to give old comics another con, getting to go back might not be for everyone. There is a lot of reading that is unnecessary. Back then, they didn't necessarily know if you were going to understand what they were trying to show. It hadn't reached a cinematic presentation yet. Nowadays, when you read a comic book, there's a very cinematic feeling to a comic book, and you can look right at it and know if it's working or if it's not working. With the old Spider-Man comics and the old Batgirl comics and the old Batman comics, there was a lot of those yellow boxes, the little things that were on the top were basically just narrated. It shows a scene of Peter throwing his costume against the wall, but then it doesn't just let you see that for yourself and understand it. No, it says, our scene is the bedroom of Peter Parker, the teenage student bookworm who many consider to be shy but, oh, if they only knew. Okay, that's not necessary. I don't care about that. I can think that for myself. Then it goes down to other pages in here where he will dodge an attack. And it's very obvious why he dodged the attack. It's because he has the spider powers. And I refuse to believe that kids were so stupid in the 60s that they couldn't look at that picture and say, ooh, he just barely dodged that. That wasn't enough. There's a little thing up in the corner, one of those notations that says, 
Thankfully, because of his spider powers, unlike any other man, he was able to dodge just in time. Who cares? That's stupid. I've always hated that. And I have to be honest, sometimes when I read these old comics, I will skip those bars entirely. Like, when it goes from one scene, then it jumps to the next, and the next happens to be the bad guys, I know they're in a secret location. I know they're in a secret lair. I don't need to be reminded that they're in a secret lair. But the comic book feels, ne feels it necessary that I'm so dumb that it actually says, we now leave Peter Parker and move... It'll say something like, across town in a secret location, enemy scheme against the powerful Spider-Man or something like that. I can see that. I can read what they're saying to each other and see that. And the fight scenes, the fight scenes have a lot of talking in them. This is basically because old comics didn't quite know how to present themselves yet. And as time went, they got a lot better. And you can watch the progression of comic books through things like Essential and Showcase because you can see where better storytellers came in. And it wasn't just their job to tell stories. It was something that they wanted to do and something they were good at. And they were able to present cinematically on paper exactly what I needed to see to be able to understand the story without those stupid narrative boxes drilling it into my brain. These books are pretty cheap. They're about $20 a book if you're buying Marvel Essentials. In Showcase, I believe they're the same price. Actually, no. Marvel Showcase, from what I'm looking at right here, is only $17, $16.99. Now, if you want to get The Flash, if you want to get Batman, if you want to get Superman, they're all there. And the same with the Marvel Essentials. The Marvel Essentials has the X-Men. It has Spider-Man. But now we're going to get into another problem. Comic books, and this goes back to a pros and cons for versing manga. When you read a manga, if you read Bleach, there is only Bleach. If you buy 62 books, you have all of Bleach. If you're wanting to read Spider-Man, that's different. We have Spectacular, we have Sensational, we have Peter Parker, I believe there was something called True Blue, uh, of course, there is Amazing, there is simply Spider-Man, but there's two Spider-Mans. There was a Spider-Man with a colon at the end, and then there was another Spider-Man. Then there was two Web of Spider-Mans, and it just goes on and on and on. Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and Batman has the same problem. After a while, they started up other issues, and it becomes difficult to follow the storyline. Essentials is not going to break that up for you. That's my problem. And Showcase, I don't believe Showcase does it either. When you buy Batman, there's still Batman, Detective Comics, Gotham Knights. I mean, it just it goes on and on and on, and you're still going to run into a problem here where after a while you're going to get somewhere in your book 
where I'm going to read The Amazing Spider-Man, but the next issue that I need to read is in Web of Spider-Man, and then the next issue is in Sensational, and the next issue is in Spectacular, and the final issue comes back to The Amazing Spider-Man. That's something they still haven't fixed. It, these books are admirable, but... I would actually like to pay a little bit more money. It wouldn't bother me to pay, say, $30 a book if they were just as big, if they were in color, and they skipped no storylines. Then don't call it The Amazing Spider-Man. Call it The Spider-Man Timeline or something like that. That's, that's a little cheesy. It's not even a good name. That's poopy. I'm sure they can come up with something better than what I just came up with. But... I would like to see these books in color so that I can see the original, everything that went into them, all the original concept of the art itself. And that's everything. That's the lettering, that's the storytelling, that's the penciling, that's all the inking. All of it is a part of the same thing. It's all one big art experience. And when you take the color out, there is something lost in translation. I would like to see these books released. And whatever they want to call them is fine with me. But when it gets to that point, just simply as I'm flipping through, the covers are in here. So as you get to the next issue, you'll see the cover of issue one, color of, color, cover of issue two, cover of issue three. Why not show me the cover of Amazing Spider-Man? When the next story arc comes... If it has to go to web, just simply go to web in the same book. Don't make me transfer over to another book. That, that's still a big problem. And I would like to be able to read all of something. But it still goes back to the same old problem. It's not necessarily possible. And even with the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle books that they're releasing. The new Turtle books are a little bit better about this than a lot of the other books have been. But they're still harboring the exact same problems that we've dealt with for years. And one of those big problems, one of those giant, irritating problems, is that there is Turtles, but then there's TMNT, then there's Tales of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, then there's uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles classics. That's, that's really what they're called. And as I buy these books, I have to buy volume after volume after volume. And then I still have to be able to do my research or at least know the storyline well enough to be able to say, this book goes here, this book goes here, this book goes here. And even when you buy the new Ultimate Collections... If you're looking at the new TMNT Ultimate Collections, in the first and second book, you're only getting the main storyline. You're not getting any of the side arc stuff. All the stuff, the side arc stuff that happens when they go to Casey's farm, well, all that stuff happens quite literally in Tales of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Classics. It's just an ongoing issue that never seems to end in comic books. And I don't know if it's a licensing agreement or what, which I don't feel like it should be a licensing agreement. Maybe something with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, because 
Turtles has been with Mirage, and at one time I thought I remembered that uh, I know Mirage has done things with them. IDW is doing things with them right now. Um, for a while there, they were with another company. I can't quite remember who they are. Like, for the life of me, I can't remember. But the fact that they kept jumping from here to here to here, maybe some of those other people that were helping produce, maybe that does make licensing difficult. But for Spider-Man, that's one company. That's Marvel. Marvel has to own the rights to all of these, so they're the ones that are choosing to make it difficult for us to enjoy the legacy up to the point where it is. Especially with the fact that the reboots have happened. Now that the reboots have taken place, why is there not just simply a collection of books which will allow me to read the entire legacy arc of what came before? That's what I want. That's what I'd love to see. And it just doesn't exist. It's just not out there. Over the course of the next couple episodes that I do by myself, I'm going to be reviewing some of the original stories. And I don't know how long these will be. I don't know how much I care to drag them out. But I'm going to talk about the artwork and the story in general and what I think about each issue one by one. I'm going to go through some of the Spider-Man issues in general and kind of break them down for us. So I believe that's all I had to say on this topic. So I'm Reploid Bill or William Bush. And, oh, contact information. Let's get that out of the way before we, uh, before we end this episode. If you would like to talk with us, first off, we are located on, we're on iTunes. We have an email. Reploidproductions at gmail.com. That's no space, all lowercase. There is a fan page on uh, a group page on Facebook where it's just, uh, it's Reploid Productions also, I believe, no space. And so you can join up that way. I'm William Bush on Reploid Productions. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> on Facebook, you can find me as William Bush. And on Google Plus, you could find me as William Bush. And if you have those, if you have any of those pages, I always post our newest episodes as soon as we get them up. You can also check us out if you just simply go to reploidproductions.com. We'll go to our personal page. There's a list of our cast members at the bottom of the page. Uh, at the very top is usually a featured video. There's a little bit of uh, narrative, I guess, to the sides and everything. We're working on the website. We're actually going to have it redone here soon. But the important thing about the website is that if you go to reploidproductions.com, right over to the right, I believe, in the second column, is two links. One will take you to eBlogger, one will take you to YouTube. And both are fairly updated fairly often. Eblogger is where, of course, this show will be easiest found because I don't believe that I'm going to be putting any of the podcasts on YouTube because I don't think they work there. YouTube is, of course, more of a live-action type of thing, and I think we're just going to keep it a live-action type of thing. So, this has been William Bush. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have anything to say, please join the group page. That's where I am the most, or at least drop an email or something. I do try to get back to everybody that I can, and look forward to more Fandom Night later on.